0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for January 22nd, 2023, the third Sunday after the Epiphany in Year A. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of, of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well, thank you. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we've got... we've. Um, we, we have uh, just finished our Gospel at Hogwarts event. Uh, we have our uh, Bible study uh, on uh, Ruth and Esther continuing on every Wednesday, Wednesday. evening yep. here at the church. Uh, what else do we have going on? Annual
1: uh, meeting in a couple weeks.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We mm-hmm.
1: have the uh, trivia night in February, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: game mm-hmm. night the first Friday in February. Correct,
0: correct, yep. Um, lots of things. Lots of things. You should visit our website, holyfamilyfishers.org. Get the accurate information there. It, did I say the accurate uh <laughs> adri- web address? I guess poses the question. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Family Fishers. Holy, Holy family Yeah. Uh, let me double check. That make time sure. I did listen. Holy, Holy Family, family. family. <laughs> <laughs> What a gambling site? <laughs> Goodness, I hope not. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, hfec.org though is is the short way. But holyfamilyfishers.org. I did say it right. I just suddenly doubted myself. Uh, One of those things you
1: hear too many times. That's right.
0: That's right. Uh, Like the sound of uh, like uh, my kids and the sound of my voice. Uh, Just just start to tune it it out. Tune it right out. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we got lots of stuff going on uh, here at the church, and, and all of it's good
1: and enjoyable.
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah. Boy, you almost uh, imply that you need to say that because other times it might not be true. (laughs) Lent is coming. (laughs) Very true. Very true. No, that's usually my line when we hit Lent. I'm like, uh, oh, gosh, what an awful time. I'll
1: save it for you then. (laughs)
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, things continue to, uh, take place here at the church. Uh, so, uh, visit the website, see what all is, uh, going on or the, 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 the Sunday bulletins also have a ton of inf- uh, yeah. information and, uh, 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 but all of that remains up to date. So wherever you go, the information is there.
1: That's right.
0: Um, and, um, uh. But in the meantime, in between now and all those events, we are going to do this podcast for the for this coming Sunday, and uh, before we get into uh, the readings, do you want to say
1: what Sunday it is? Maybe you already did.
0: January twenty second. Uh, so the th- yeah, I did the third Sunday of the Epiphany. Epiphany. Year mm-hmm. A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. For
1: those of Those playing along at home and wanting to flip through their Bibles.
0: Right, exactly. Um, But uh, before we do that, we're going to do this day in church history. So January 22nd uh, in church history, and our first entry uh, for January 22nd uh, goes uh, all the way back to 304, uh, which is the probable date. uh, We're not entirely sure, but the martyrdom of of Vincent of Saragossa, uh, Spain's first famous martyr who had been... (laughs) I, I would have loved to have known a little bit more about what he actually did as opposed to how he was treated in the last days of his life. But uh, it, this entry says, who had been starved, racked, exposed in the stocks, and partially roasted. Which is not it a recipe. like a
1: family weekend. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not a recipe for coffee beans. Uh, that was... Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, just uh, so the var- the martyrdom of Vincent of Saragossa. Sounds um, like
1: the Romans did it. That was, the, was yeah. among their techniques.
0: Yeah, 304, that feels about right yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for Spain. Um, but uh, uh, unfortunately, the, this entry does not have more about his actual life and his ministry. um. So, but, uh, but, but there that is. Uh, we don't actually have uh, probable dates for, for much else uh, for over a thousand years. Wow. Uh, so our next entry uh, is 1623. We see the burial of St. Macari- Macarius, perhaps I'm going to butcher some of these names uh, at Zabin, uh, opposite, the Orthodox monastery he had founded, this Russian ascetic had allegedly performed great miracles. So, a Russian. Uh, um,
1: uh, was he martyred or just died?
0: Just died, is oh, what okay. it says. Okay. So, or actually, the burial. Uh, so, so the, the 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 service, the burial service took place.
1: Which back then probably was very close to the same day he
0: died. But, yeah, okay. ex- exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, then we have a series of uh, of, of him related entries, which are kind of fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1876. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, it, for for hymn writers, it's usually a celebration of their, uh, their their life on the day of their death, yeah. uh, and so that's what all of these entries are. But oh. I don't see any martyrdom uh, language in here, which is nice. 1876, we see the death at uh, uh, Ticehurst, uh, Sussex, UK, of John Dykes, who had written some well known hymn tunes, two of which we still sing to this day Holy, 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 yeah. and Jesus, the very thought of thee. Um, I'm not familiar with the second one, but the first it, it there, one's a biggie. The, the, the song, the, 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 hymn, the tune is kind of. Knocking around in my brain a little bit for for that second one, um, 1915, death at Highland Falls, New York, of hymn writer Anna Bartlett uh, Warner, most famous for the children's hymn "Him Jesus Loves Me,"
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and then um, 1918, death in Jewett City, uh, Connecticut, of Mary Houghton Brown, a Baptist teacher and hymn writer, most famous of her hymns had been, I'll go where you want me to go. Her death was caused by uh, the infamous influenza pandemic that killed millions that uh, w- worldwide that winter. Um, uh, okay. Fun Episcopal. No, not fun. Episcopal- uh, hey. Careful. <laughs> yeah. the,
1: in the Episcopal calendar of saints, there are the marchers of Memphis who were Episcopal nurses and clergy and other skilled people who stayed behind in Memphis when it was evacuated because of the flu. Mm-hmm. They stayed behind to take care of the sick, and all of them died.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was horrific. horrific. Yeah,
1: that that's how... Easy it was for that flu to be transmitted.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, 1936, death of Liang Lian Su, I'm terrible at at Chinese uh, pronunciation. One of the most influential Chinese Christian leaders in the early part of the 20th century. He had greatly increased YMCA membership, which we've mentioned before, uh, uh, has a, a lot of religious background, but watered down its Christian component and stressed character and education instead.
1: That makes sense for that culture. For sure.
0: For sure. Uh, and then our last entry, 1949, we see uh, the death in Wyoming of John Roberts. And Any noted? Okay. All right. What, what's he, a, a Bible commentator? Episcopal priest and missionary to the Shoshone and Arapaho Indians uh, of Wyoming. He had uh, been notable for his efforts to preserve the culture and languages of the tribes translating the Bible into two Indian yeah. languages.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I was I was there. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um that's and another,
1: another thing the Episcopal Church has been good at is preserving the cultures that we've encountered as we spread the gospel.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and so that concludes this, uh, this day in church history. Um, uh, but uh, let us go back even further, even further to our first reading uh, for uh, uh, this coming Sunday. Our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 through 4. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish in the former time he brought into contempt the land of zebulun and the land of naphtali but in the latter time he will make glorious the way of the sea the land beyond the jordan galilee of the nations the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them light has shined you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. Um, as I said, Isaiah, this mm-hmm. is first Isaiah, the first uh, uh, author uh, of, uh, of Isaiah. So this is the period of time before they go into captivity. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and it's on the horizon. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, reference material here that the modern reader would be easily forgiven for not knowing what right. is actually going on. Heck? So, it's, in a way, especially with only four verses, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, packed. it's packed full of stuff that I think anyone who reads it goes, What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, well, yeah, I'll just move on. <laughs> first of all, we don't even have. Uh, uh, even though this is the beginning part of chapter nine, we don't even have really too much context clues about what it is that we're talking about. The second sentence is in the former time he brought into uh, contempt, the land of Zebulun is he the God he, or are we talking about somebody else? God. Okay. I just want to make sure technically the term used is the Lord, the Lord. Okay. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make sure we knew what, yeah, what right. the subject matter that's, is. Because every once in a while, it's, oh, yeah, that king. Yeah, uh, who you I know.
1: referred to three paragraphs before.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, okay. So, in the former time, uh, so we also don't even oh, know.
1: Oh, okay. I got to just share this. Go.
0: Go for it. A few verses
1: before, it's verse 19 of chapter eight. Now, if people say to you, consult the ghosts and the familiar spirits that
0: chirp and mutter. <laughs> oh, what a fun line. Yeah. <laughs> What a fun line. How come we're not reading that this week? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay, well then... uh, And it then makes fun of them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Chirp and mutter. I love it. Isn't that
1: a great phrase? I love it,
0: I love it. Um, So yeah, there will be no gloom for those... uh, So in a way, that kind of... See, and then that, it leads into nine. I like, so, very much so makes fun of them, ma- makes fun of that, that group. But then, you know, but there, there will, will be, be no gloom. Yeah. It uh, will be those...
1: ineffective. It will
0: give no comfort. Gotcha. And yeah. Uh, first nine chapter. What, what exactly right. does it mean in the former time too? like, what are we, what are we? Well, it goes
1: back to the um, time when. Israel lost another big battle against another big kingdom
0: mm-hmm. and
1: was devastated.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali uh, are those. Uh,
1: those were the places that were
0: captured. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, um, but in the latter time, he will make. It's, okay, but in the former time and the latter time. Okay, so in the future, yeah. He, in, in other words, in the future, uh, uh, he, uh, got, the Lord will make glorious. The way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Nations.
1: Which is where those two places mentioned are located.
0: Okay, they're, and they're we're carved out they're of coastal. Israel
1: by the conquerors.
0: Gotcha. So they're, they're
1: going to be restored to Israel.
0: I gotcha. Um what what um what was the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Nations, that's kind of an interesting phrase. Uh um, what would it mean to be the Galilee of the nations, like the the center, the 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 home, the the um, the object of everyone's desires? Like, what's the what what is the what what's being intuited here by by fresh water? Okay, oh, interesting.
1: So you get you get a reliable forever and ever water supply,
0: hmm. which
1: in the desert is a big deal. Yeah, big deal. Okay. Um, and out of Galilee, just to help orient people, is where the Jordan River flows. Gotcha. Eventually into the Dead Sea. To uh,
0: so continue to clean up some of these phrases that uh, references that we don't know, uh, we, we, the middle part is language that we can make more sense of. But the end uh, does talk about for the yoke of the burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. Again, another reference that doesn't seem to uh, make any it, bells or whistles go off in my brain. Like, oh, yeah, the well, day of Midian. If, what if is you, that?
1: If you were a regular reader of the Book of Judges.
0: Mm, and I am not.
1: <laughs> right. You would. Um, this would harken back to a uh, prior era when Gideon, a uh, great leader of Israel, defeated Midian. Okay. In the same region.
0: Midian was a regional group or an individual? Group. Group. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, So with all of that having been uh, um, kind of fleshed out, um, we then see like the purpose of this uh, passage um, is kind of this... It's almost then language that would make a little bit more sense for um, uh, the second or third I- uh, writer of Isaiah. Right. Uh, in that like, oh, yeah, this this language talking about a, like a return to glory and a return to importance for the region. Um,
1: yeah. Which but is kind of interesting. All this is still I, – I perfectly see what you mean because second and third Isaiah are those – for people that haven't listened before um, – Are for people who in Israel who are in captivity in Babylonia. And 1st Isaiah is essentially to give courage to people who, God knows, are about to be taken into captivity. So this is for, this is Isaiah saying, yeah, things are going to get bad, but then they will get better. Gotcha. So don't sell out God, Mm
0: -hmm. don't
1: just become. Uh, Babylonian in name, mm-hmm. but instead stick with God and Israel's former glory. You'll see the restoration of Israel's former glory. Remember, gotcha. these, the you know, Midian guys got defeated. The Babylonians will, too. Mm-hmm. Though it's not Israel who defeats them, it's another kingdom, and that frees the Israelites.
0: Gotcha. So in a way, it's, it, it, it is still re- uh, repetitive in nature because... Um, uh, this is just, uh, more, this, this says more than what second and third, uh, uh Isaiah says, says, because it's saying like, Hey, bad things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but then it'll be, you yeah. know, it'll be better. Whereas second and third Isaiah are like, bad things are happening or did happen mm-hmm. just like we said, <laughs> but don't forget that, that, that better. Those, those better things are coming.
1: Well, and in third Isaiah, it's like, look, things are already getting better. Mm-hmm. Just cooperate with what God's doing and you'll be amazed how fast they'll get better.
0: Right now it is. I do note, uh, some interesting language choice and I'm curious as to whether or not it is, uh, uh, interpretive in nature or if, it, 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 if I'm, if I just have modern, uh, uh, ears on, um, <laughs> So in verse three, you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And. Which is a big difference. Plunder is a very big difference from harvest. harvest. Uh, And so um, I'm not just sure sure if it's this post pirate uh, (laughs) era that we live in uh, coming out of uh, the, the English the the english background Arr. and naval piracy and 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 that implication of what plunder actually is or if that's just a a a translative choice
1: it it basically reassures israel look you will be on the winning side
0: right and, okay and it's and aren't people just so happy when they get to divide up the wealth of the of the kingdom that they conquered well
1: that Okay, I'm going to be very facetious, but very serious simultaneously. In ancient days, that was one of the ways for the um, redistribution of wealth. Okay. That if if you got too much wealth and got too lazy, someone was going to take it from you. Got it. Okay. And so here's reassurance to Israel that that ancient way they'll benefit from at this point.
0: Mm, I got you. Okay. I suppose that is, yeah, that, that... Especially if it's a more normal, yeah, because during that period of time, kingdoms rose and fell constantly.
1: Exactly. So, and um, and, and one of the things to think think of, it's not like the Roman Empire sized kingdom. It's more like a large city state.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: um, so almost a county by um, American standards. Some some were larger. The Babylonians certainly had more territory than just one county. But it was almost that chaotic trying to control that much area.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, and the other thing that we do see here is a, a recurring theme uh, out of verse two. Another A lot of light language uh, yeah. uh, throughout Isaiah, really, uh, um, uh, that, that ends up getting used. Uh, uh, walking in darkness, seeing a great light. Which uh, is um, picked
1: up in the New Testament over and over.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, uh, anything else about this passage before we move on?
1: Oh, it's so wonderfully loaded, but admittedly kind of obscure um it when this chapter begins with the um beloved passage about the unto us as a child born mm-hmm. so it's considered by Christians as a continuation of the prophecies around Jesus. Mm-hmm. But within Judaism, it also is a a passage of great hope and
0: reassurance. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then let's move on to our psalm Maybe. reading, if we may. Psalm 27, verse 1, and then we skip. <laughs> 4, yeah. a, and then pick up again on verse 4, and then continue on through verse 9. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud and be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your heart, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, do not cast me off, do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. Um I suppose first, uh uh how how long is uh Psalm 27? Did we reach the end of it? No. Okay. Cuz it, it kind of does sound like it wraps up kind of nicely, but it goes to verse 14. Okay, so it goes it goes on. Um what did we the, the two verses that we skipped there uh between verse 1 and 4? What does it say and why did we you have any idea why we skipped it? It's sort of the Raiders
1: of Lost Ark special effects. Okay. Um when evildoers assail me to devour my flesh. Uh, okay, so there's
0: a tonal shift. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah, it, it basically brings it down to the PG level.
0: Got it. From the rated
1: R violence.
0: Okay. Okay. So the long story short, though, is we we, we cut it out because we wanted to keep a solid tone uh, for the reading. And this psalm's
1: interesting because a lot of scholars think it was originally two psalms. Okay. But the lectionary folks didn't follow that interpretation, so gave us parts of both those potential psalms
0: did Did we believe that the first psalm ended after verse six yes. the, uh-huh, see yeah. I'm getting better at this yeah okay so so uh, uh just case, for, for for those playing along at home without a, a Bible in front of them uh so the the split <coughs> is between these two uh these two lines uh um I will sing and make melody to the Lord and that's the hard uh, the, stop. the hard stop. And then the pickup uh, for what we believe is the other psalm. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, and be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek my face. His face. Yeah, that may, it does. I could see that. I could. I, yeah. I could see where there that, that feels like a stopping point. Um, especially because yeah, the tone uh, of the, the the context, I should say, not the tone, the context of. The prayer is is different because uh, again we still have trace effects of those verses that we cut out right. the, to, to maintain tonality um, in this reference in six about uh, enemies around him uh, around me uh, shelter uh, be a shelter in the day of trouble, mm-hmm. um, which is very different from um, um, praying to God uh, be gracious to me and answer me. You know, uh, don't don't hide your face from me or turn your ser- servant away in anger. Uh, that, you know, less to do with your your pr- protection in, in in times of trouble with your enemies.
1: Yeah, and and real trouble with real physical enemies. It's not metaphorical. Right,
0: right, right. right. Um, that is that is in- interesting here.
1: Yeah, and the there's. Really, there are almost three psalms here, the the two, and then a third one that is also not respected about being in the temple. Mm. Okay. That could easily be one of what we sometimes call the priestly psalms Mm -hmm. of um, one thing I asked of the Lord that will I seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So the parts that, and then it goes on with more temple imagery, Mm -hmm. um, that's in the the family of Psalms that are connected with people who have been kicked out of the temple Mm -hmm. in one of the many, what we now would call a church intrigue of who was in charge of the temple, who was on top, who was on the outs. And those on the outs were kicked out and were no longer allowed to serve or study mm. in the temple. So that's thrown in there as well as part of the grief and troubles,
0: mm. as
1: mm. well as being having a whole army after you.
0: Right. Yeah, Exactly.
1: And having your mother and father forsake you, as happens in verse ten.
0: Oh goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't uh we didn't read that. Um, um that's interesting though that, that that comes after. So do not cast me off, do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. And then it's a reference to like my own parents uh forsaking me. Yeah. Which,
1: you know, has happened since human beings formed families, and as often has happened since human beings formed families. If you were kicked out of your family, going to the center of worship was a place to find a home. Gotcha. So here the guy, the author, the voice of the Psalm has not only been kicked out by his parents, but also been kicked out of the refuge of the temple.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um
1: And has an army encamped against him. (laughs) So it's like, boy, this this guy has it bad.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Jeez. Let me see. The reference. So one of the things that I did want to talk about here was in in verse 8. We've had this discussion before about um, body parts of the human uh, body and what they represent. What's the significance? Remind us. What's the significance of having the heart talk in this psalm? Um,
1: well, the the heart was considered the center of the being. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, I mean, there are, since it's metaphorical. I mean, the people of this time not really think that the heart held all the pieces that I'm about to describe, Mm -hmm. but the intellect was there. The memories were there. The passions were there though. In some subsets of Israeli culture back then, the emotions were in the kidneys. Interestingly. Yeah. 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 um, So it's, the heart language is very important to how people are interacting with God. Hmm interesting um and what's interesting and another interesting thing here is that the way usually what would be said in the hebrew would be a direct translation of um to to, i say in my heart but here it's directly my heart says
0: right yeah so that
1: that Turns it up to a volume level of 11.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> this heart goes to 11.
1: Yeah. And, and, I mean, that, and that's how much of a, uh, that's how powerful God is. And that's mm-hmm. how much the person longs to be with God.
0: Right. 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 And then the, uh, remind us the significance of, like, for modern readers, like, oh, yeah, let me see your face. Uh, mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm. I don't,
0: I don't need to see your face. Like, you know, it, like if if anything, I think a lot of times uh, people like modern Christians would be like, no, I just want to hear your voice. You know what I mean? Uh, and, so, and yet Zoom took off during <laughs> lockdown. Yes. But a lot of us uh, attend those without
1: the cam on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that, that does violate what you were saying. Um, yeah. Seeing one's face, seeing God's face is a certainly a legitimization of the relationship.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would, I would assume that would have something to do and maybe that that, that's the, the, this is the actual answer, but I would assume that if, you know, if you're asking the Lord to turn so that you can see there, see God's face, it's most, I would imagine it's mostly because then you know that God is talking to you. Yeah. That, that what is being said is, Directly, you know, a direct communication line.
1: Right. It's not a general communication to all of humanity. Mm -hmm. It's a personal conversation. Gotcha. And you yourself are vulnerable because if you're seeing God's face, God's seeing your face. Right. And one of the ongoing themes of scripture is people hiding from God. Yeah. 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 So it, it... it's a a risk and a movement by from at both ends, A mm-hmm. movement by God towards the person and a movement from the person towards God.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, anything else about the psalm? Um, Twenty
1: seven, verse six. Um, I will sing and make melody to the Lord we are reading from the hymnal.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: it's kind of fun that here's the fulfillment of that desire.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So this, this is a prayer that would have been essentially sung. And the, another reason why uh, they probably believe that this was uh, the end of, uh, of the actual initial writing of like, and thus it's fulfilled. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, no that makes that makes some sense. That's that's interesting. Um um uh, make mel- another very British phrase, make melody. Yeah. Uh I wonder I wonder what the translation of that actually is. Um, cuz it What what yeah, actually what is the translation of that? Yeah, I'm because at the uh now. I was going to say uh, just sing to the Lord, but it very clearly we took the extra step of saying sing and uh something else. So
1: uh, it 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 is the verb to sing, um, in terms of s- I will sing that, mm-hmm. and it's it it occurs relatively commonly, ten times in okay. Hebrew Scripture. So that means that we have and say pretty decisively that's what
0: it means. Gotcha. So it
1: makes sense. Well, point.
0: well, the phrase is actually in there. I will sing, but yeah. then then it has and make melody. So is there are there. Are there That's both? That's the part you
1: want to know about. Yeah. Uh, huh. I'm not seeing. The the Hebrew English Bible I use is older than the English Bible where Ben and I are using. And I don't see the term melody
0: anywhere. Does it basically say, I will sing to the Lord? It says,
1: I will sing of joy sacrifices in his tabernacle. Oh, wow. Okay. Therefore, I will offer to the Lord, and yes, I will sing praises. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I th- it captures the spirit, but yeah, it's an interesting yeah.
0: translation. The, the, the translation is like, I'm going to sing, and it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, really good. Melodious, <laughs> harmony, harmonious, wonderful music. <laughs> and on, and God saw that it was good. <laughs> well,
1: and what's interesting is that. And it was evening,
0: and it was morning. <laughs> the, yeah, the I think
1: okay. The 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 Hebrew word they're using for melody, the is directly translated. And yes, I will sing praises, and it is supposed to have that attitude. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what I find interesting is that it occurs four times in the Hebrew scriptures that people are bragging on the way they're singing
0: yeah I mean hey <laughs> hey I get it like uh uh you know how do you differentiate uh, uh for yourself like oh yeah we're gonna you know we'll sing the king's praises yeah uh, it, oh God oh we're gonna we're gonna sing those way better than that that's right <laughs> <laughs> well we the king so. sure yeah 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 <laughs> The Lord, our God, maker of heaven and earth. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be like full-throated <laughs> trumpets, <clears throat> lyre and harp, <throat> melody. <laughs> A beautiful tenor tone. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Well, then let's move on to uh, our gospel reading for the day. Uh, For for those of you, uh, if you haven't joined before, uh, we used to do uh, the first reading, the second reading, and the gospel. But I got tired of the second reading, so I switched it up. (laughs) Which typically is an epistle. Yeah, which typically uh, is – it's usually Paul. Just
1: because he outnumbers the other, yeah. Out-
0: the sheer volume, yeah. uh, But so, uh, nothing against Paul. Well, all right, yeah. Yeah, Anyways, there is. Let's, but... <laughs> let's move on. Ben has something against Paul. Ben finds Paul a little boring. Um, uh, but yeah, let's move on to our gospel reading, uh, which is Matthew chapter four, verse one. Sorry, verse twelve through twenty-three. Young one. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun and land land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time... Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of the Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee. Mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Um, so we get this, uh, we get this reference uh, again um, to our first reading,
1: right? Right.
0: It's not exactly the same translation. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a little it different than what we just different. read. Um, uh, so I'm curious, is that um, is that uh, um, intentional? It, were were there like, or were there just like different versions of Isaiah like floating around between the different, uh, um. The different temples, because I I, I I feel like we've had a conversation where we've talked about how like oh yeah, different religious texts uh, were would have been used uh, depending on the region, and I kind of wonder if it, like a difference in translation may have occurred as well, or is is this just yeah this is before... the way John decided to write it or what Matthew but, or Matthew uh, that's what yeah, I mean
1: yeah, um it Matthew the, the Gospel of Matthew and the life of Jesus. Well, Matthew would have written and Jesus would have lived before the Hebrew scriptures were codified. Okay. Because that didn't happen until the temple was destroyed by the Romans um, in the decades after Jesus' death. So there there were various scrolls floating around mm-hmm. with different... Um, translations well they weren't really translations there are more communications because all of them almost all of them were strictly in hebrew okay um and what we don't know is how did matthew get that those texts into greek because his gospel was written in greek right whether he had uh uh, Isaiah scroll that was in Greek. Mm-hmm. Or he had to talk to a rabbi who knew it by heart or, or what? We have no gotcha. idea what that process is. Knew yeah. it by
0: heart in quotation marks since it's slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because just, just to give an example, let me read from yeah. verse 2 uh, from Isaiah, uh, or Isaiah reading. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. And in our Matthew reading, it's the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Which thematically, does it have the same feel? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just interesting that it's like, especially when we're able to pair them back to back. Yeah, uh, they say different things, and I'm not, and, and I'm willing to bet that those differences uh, are not really a matter of our translation, uh, because there's a, you know, the word for sat and the word for walked is pretty different, pretty different. And it would be weird. I think for translators to be like, yeah, we're going to make this one different though. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) that's that, that that doesn't seem to make much sense. So it's just interesting that it's a quote, um, or reference I should say, uh, but the reference isn't uh, exact. But also that may, kind of makes sense because, you know, again, it's not a historical, the the, the the intention was not to maintain historical accuracy on these documents. Right. It was to convey the story of Jesus Christ and, you know, the Messiah. So well,
1: yeah, it was to just, it was to share meaning mm-hmm. rather
0: than data. Right. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's interesting. And, and, um, Unlike, uh, possibly unlike, uh, the reference uh, to uh, the census, which is uh, the, that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about maybe the census wasn't really... And that was
1: in the Gospel of Luke, right. Matthew. Might
0: not actually be have been a thing because the mechanics of it makes no sense when you sit down and think about it. But mm-hmm. it might have been uh, narratively put there in order to establish his, his uh, Jesus's royal lineage Mm -hmm. um here though uh leaving nazareth and making his home in capernaum by the sea that i don't think that that's uh that is not as much open to possible debate because the stories do take place in galilee like consistently through all the gospels very clearly uh, a, a historical pinpoint of like this part, though, is historically for sure historically accurate, so the fact that it that it does relate back to uh the Isaiah readings and the prophecies there of like, oh yeah, that's interesting that really yeah. is
1: and that and that will be a primary literary approach that Matthew will take mm-hmm. is whenever po- well, i shouldn't say whenever possible. it seems like whenever possible, Matthew will tie in something Jesus says or does with Hebrew scripture Mm -hmm. and Isaiah and the book of Psalms, especially interesting, which were the the greatest hits of the Bible at that point.
0: Hmm. Um, So eagle eyed readers will note that especially, and and I only noticed it because we had uh, this very specific uh, reading last week from john Mm -hmm. uh and the last the reading this last sunday from john was about um john the baptist and two of his followers going uh with jesus one of which being andrew the brother of simon peter matthew has a different story for how jesus comes in in andrew yeah because this is andrew he's uh, so the the "I'll make you fish for people" uh, comment was made to Andrew, whereas in John, uh, Andrew left John the Baptist and followed him. Yeah, no no fishing nets involved in that well, story,
1: and no, and Jesus in the John story fascinatingly is seems reluctant to have Andrew and the unnamed companion of Andrew. Start following. That's that's
0: right. He kind of questions them. Like, like, what are you looking for? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, (laughs)
1: yeah. I'm
0: sorry, what is it you want from me? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just in their answer. Whereas
0: here, it's like, hey, I was walking along the beach, and I approached you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in control of this process.
1: Come on. Right, exactly. Um, Because in verse 22, immediately they left their boat and their father and followed
0: it. Yeah, yeah, as far as uh, James son of Zebedee, that was uh, uh, a yeah. yeah, both both times uh both callings for uh, Simon and Andrew as well as James and John the following phrases that immediately, immediately they left. Yeah.
1: Yeah, whereas in the gospel of John the calling of Andrew and Peter is is
0: much more nuanced. Yeah. And almost confusing well i don't know but is it because like if you think as uh, like if you put yourself in these shoes and you have someone come up to you and like hey follow me and i'm gonna make you fish for people i would be like okay crazy man on the beach (laughs) You know what I mean? So like the nuanced approach of like, oh, yeah, contextually, there's this story of I'm with, you know, I'm already involved in uh, the word of God to the point where like I am a disciple of John the Baptist and preaching the word to people. Like that's not as hard of a term, That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Like that's like a, you know, literally John the Baptist says like you should be following him. And so we did. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, logistically, that makes a lot more sense than, you know. You're right. Yeah. Joe Blow coming up to me going, "Hey, you need to stop what you're doing and come follow me." I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, "Yeah, that's how murders happen." Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not doing that. No way. Um <laughs> Come on in this back alley. I want to show you something. No, no. Uh, no, no, no. Mama didn't raise no fool. I'm <laughs> forget it. Um, but yeah, like, especially, especially the way Matthew does it, like follow like this is not the most compelling argument as as far as like verbally, (laughs) like the words that are written here, uh, Jesus needs to work on a sales pitch, uh, uh, (laughs) the way that it's written in this gospel, like follow me, I will make you fish for people and, the fishermen, like I, maybe like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. Like kind of, cl- but you know, yeah, but why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and do we, do we have like a buildup uh in, in the gospel of Matthew uh, before uh, a chapter, this instance in chapter four of like, oh yeah, they would have known who he was. Did the, John the Baptist similarly point out to people like, hey, you should follow this guy specifically. um like no. what? Yeah, yeah. So see what I mean? Like it's like <clears throat> well, no, I
1: take that back. There there is a one piece of detail where in against us it's a contrast with um the gospel of John where this takes this takes place after John the Baptist has been arrested. So mm-hmm. Andrew's leader is now in prison about to be executed. Mm. So in, so, in that way, Andrew is at loose ends. Gotcha. Spiritually. Um, but, yeah, there, beyond what John the Baptist may or may not have said about Jesus, you know, it's not clear in Matthew. It Yeah, it isn't obvious that you know, Peter and Andrew would be saying, oh, there he is, let's go.
0: Right. Yeah, one would hope that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, this story makes less sense uh, well, when you think about it. Historically,
1: <clears throat> traditionally, the sense it makes is that's how compelling the presence of God is in one's life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it makes no sense, but you follow.
0: Right. Um, I think I've said in a in a reading past uh, on this um, that uh, the joke of uh, maybe maybe the maybe Zebedee was very happy to get rid of his sons. <laughs> yeah. maybe they weren't doing so well in the family business i'm like oh yeah you know because i mean that the other thought is like oh yeah you left your father and the only the only um thing that comes to mind uh that relates kind of to this is uh the story of somebody was asking jesus about like um following him and it was like no one who puts their hand to the plow and yeah. looks back and like leave your father and mother kind of a, kind of yeah. a thing is is the other the other imagery that I kind right. of relate to this. So yeah, this right. so here's here's you know An James and John going like pre pre that phrase pre mm-hmm. that instance in in the, the gospel writings like leave it right. So <laughs> We're uh, here. which uh, I don't know which gospel that story is necessarily in but kind of uh uh in a way it kind of sets up like yeah. james james and john are the example for that mm-hmm. that phrase that, that that uh instance that that example that jesus gives uh to the to the inquirer and in his story right um yeah like people... you need to be like james and john they 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 left yeah. they left in They're... fact it was almost it was almost embarrassingly quick like <laughs> it was like they didn't even bother reeling in their nets their father had like fish on the line and they you know the nets tore his boat nearly sank and they probably should have stayed for like 10 minutes to clean up but they they didn't they just hopped out and they were gone on the other hand
1: if we leave now we can avoid mending these nets okay yeah
0: exactly if I put away this net one more time look there's Jesus (laughs) Um,
1: this this is definitely a scene that I think has been under satirized in terms of biblical scenes yeah you know I like get you know, well we shouldn't go there but I'm just picturing like why it. we're already kind of already in it <laughs> yeah. kind of knee deep you right know, now an, an angel saying oh, you know, go boys go follow Jesus and somebody saying hey who are you <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna help me with this well I'm an angel <laughs> then you can get it on faster yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell them to stand put this away <laughs> or you do it <laughs> right exactly um but yeah so then then jesus uh goes throughout uh, galilee teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and cure i do find it interesting though curing every disease and every sickness yeah. uh, uh among the people um which is um there's something about that phrase that that tickles my brain in some way and i can't verbalize what it is. Um, and, and maybe it's just because we have examples of stories where, um, uh, Jesus seems, I I don't want to say reluctant, but it's not like the first thing on his mind in some of the later gospel stories, as far as like, uh, um, you know, there, there are some interactions where he's like, why do you want to be healed? you right, know right you know what are you what are you looking for you know uh so it does kind of it 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 it's it it is a good summation of what does occur right cuz he does cure disease and he does uh uh heal sickness and he does proclaim the good news and go throughout uh teaching in all the synagogues some of which try to stone him or throw him down a hill i
1: don't know if they do in matthew but well
0: yeah Larger gospel. Uh, well, and
1: eventually is crucified in Matthew. <laughs> yes.
0: right, uh, yeah, he, he does die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All four gospels do have that story. Um, but, uh, but it does seem to uh, sum up his whole ministry, like right there in chapter 4, that's, verse that's 23. Um, so then it kind of begs the question, like, does it, narratively the gospel writer of Matthew go – and let me provide you some examples, and then. Well, yes, and it's now we're getting started. Okay, because
1: Jesus has been baptized. He's well, starting even earlier: birth, visit of the Magi, the um, baptism of Jesus by John, the, and we're skipping over. So this is the
0: opening. Uh, the, the opening of the uh, of of uh, the story. Like this is like the.
1: It's the end of the prelude.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I was more thinking of like a, the the like a law and order uh, kind of like opening. You know, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming uh, the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. These are his stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, yes, in that mm. way,
1: I will grant you. that.
0: Hey, there it is. All right, <laughs> I'll take a point where I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it leading up to this,
1: Matthew is setting up jesus's qualifications he's baptized by john he's tempted in the wilderness Mm -hmm. he starts to call his um disciples so he, he has a team and now he's starting to play the game
0: gotcha 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 um very interesting uh it's interesting the differences. I I'm still very much stuck on the difference of the introduction of some of the disciples between the gospel writings. Yeah. Uh and, and part of that which we talked about last week for the John writing, part of that might just be uh John's very specific agenda of 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 in Encouraging people to steer their trust and loyalty of John the Baptist towards right. Jesus, and that's a very specific thread through his narrative right. of of promoting uh, and elevating uh, uh, Jesus above John the Baptist, very specifically. Um, so that might be a, a narrative choice uh, that 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 he makes. Um, and,
1: and the other dimension is in the Gospel of John, Jesus is is pretty much in control of every event, including his death. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're, they're, the language is more of, oh, then there he is in Galilee. Yeah. In, instead of literally
0: how it reads in John, the
1: next day Jesus
0: decided to go to Galilee. Right, 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 Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, the other gospel writings, uh, which Matthew, Mark, and luke are the synoptic right right so so the the way that they read things happen to jesus uh not not to say that there aren't moments where like jesus knows that things are coming Mm -hmm. you know not to take away from that aspect of it but it it is story-wise it does kind of uh um it does kind of seem as though like he's rolling with more punches uh, of the punches that as it were yeah, uh, and, with the story-wise i mean the the verse in luke and jesus came
1: to nazareth where he had been brought up And this is the one where they try to throw him off the cliff um but yeah you know, there's not jesus decided to go to nazareth just ah, he came to nazareth so mm-hmm. it, it's two very different tones of how events happen around jesus right John Jesus decides um, Nazareth he encounters things that yeah he, I think he's guided by the Holy Spirit to be there right but it's not just up to him it's up to the entire God
0: <clears throat> got it um anything else about this gospel writing that I have blasphemed <laughs> and, and, drive carefully and, and driven <laughs> Dri- driven, I'm sure, to some sort of hypocrisy. Um, anything else? Um,
1: it one of the things to note the and and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every infirmity among the people. Um, in Matthew, that's received as a good thing. Mm-hmm. By the community. So um, it's not the foreshadowing of, uh-oh, he's getting too famous. Right. Uh, but instead, wow, God's power is really moving through the region of the Galilee. And it cra- goes on to say great crowds followed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even starting to come up from Judea and Jerusalem. But again, those aren't storm clouds.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, that again another another sign that of like, you know, uh that that things happen to him. They, you don't even have the foreshadowing of like right. Oh, yeah, and this is going to be a problem. I right. mean, readers might have been like intuiting Yeah,
1: like, but it doesn't have the Pharisees were starting to
0: grumble. Right. And that sort of thing that right, occurs right. in
1: some of the other gospels.
0: Hmm. interesting. Well, uh then I think we will call to a close this year podcast for January 22nd, 2023, year A. Uh, it's the third Sunday after the epiphany. Uh, and uh, uh, we want to thank you for joining us here today. Definitely. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions uh, or, or comments, uh, you want to tell me uh, what exact blasphemy I have uh, conducted <laughs> on this podcast, you're more than welcome to let me know. Uh, we have an email set up, shortcut at hfec. Uh, and we will get those questions. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as far as uh, this coming Sunday, uh, we encourage you to join us in worship, uh, however it works for your schedule. Uh, 8 and 10 o'clock live in a person, 9 o'clock educational hour in between for all ages. Uh, but the 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our uh, YouTube channel, which is
1: available on demand
0: and available on demand H F E C videos. That's all together. H F E C videos on YouTube. Uh, And until next week, I'm Ben and I'm Bruce and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.